0: I'm Mike Vardy. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom passwordcom Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products, Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now, a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there, and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com/conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy. And with me on the show today is Sean Razik. John is an engineer by day, but he's an aspiring productivity hacker and a co-founder of a to-do list app called VistaList. And that's not just at night, he does it, he lives and breathes the stuff. Um, Time is something that he believes that we're all trying to make the most of, I totally agree, and he wants to do his part to help others accomplish that through coaching and creating great tools. And I've checked out VistaList, it's a really cool tool, but I also wanted to talk to Sean today about how he helps College students, while they're in college and as they're coming out of college, transition to the workforce because it's proven to be a very, a very, big challenge, and there's a lot of friction involved. So we dive into that. We talk a little bit about VistaList as well because it's a very unique tool in how it approaches uh, task and time management, and there's a lot more in there as well. So uh, let's unpack that episode now for your ears. Here is my discussion with Sean Razik here on the Productivityist podcast. I'd like to welcome Sean Razik to the podcast. Sean, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much, Mike, for having me on. I'm really excited for our conversation today.
0: So, uh, you one of the things that you you talked to me about uh, when you were you know kind of getting into being part of the show, or, was that you you help younger people? I don't want to say millennials, but I just did. <laughs> uh, you, know, you help those in college or who are leaving college, kind of transition. That's it's one of your mandates, one of your missions, is to help them transition into the workforce. Why? Why is that such a a challenging? Um, uh, task. I mean, it, it seems like it's a big thing to take on, especially since um, you know uh, there's there's just so much going on in the world today. A lot of things that can distract and and so much to keep up with. W- why are you taking on this mandate as as something that you want to help help people that are that are younger uh, so they can get into the workforce with less friction and more um, more motivation to be able to have a, a nice lengthy uh, career in, in the workforce.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question and and. I'm going to start with, so I'm about three or four years removed from college right now. And as everyone knows is when, when you go to college, you have basically total freedom of what you do with your schedule, right? You go to, you go to, you go to class for two or three hours a day. Maybe you have a lab in there once a week or so, but in general, you have the most amount of free time you're ever going to have in your entire life. And over the course of a couple of years, you just get so used to that. If you can procrastinate and not work on a school paper until two nights before it's due and within two nights and then. Um, you work on a lab report the night before it's due, or you have to do um, late night studying. and You have to do um, sleepless nights studying for an exam. So it's really hard to, in college, to actually create a schedule and stick to it and make sure you get stuff done on time. So it's really hard for students to get motivated. And you know, we kind of discussed that I'm I'm trying to help people that are just right out of college and getting motivated within the workforce, but I'm actually going back into college right now. I'm, I'm working with some college students and we're creating like a, a group within uh, my old university of how can we make people more productive, um, making them less lazy and just motivate them to get more done. And then that easily makes a transition out of college into the workforce. So as I discussed, of you know, you only have a couple hours. A day that you have to actually commit something in college, but then when you get into the workforce, you your whole life changes. You know, you typically get a nine to five job, or you know, you typically work a few more hours than that, so anywhere from like eight to ten hours a day. But then you can't do all those like other little things that you're so used to doing. You're used to going to the gym, um, you know, for two hours a day at 10 a.m. You can't really do that anymore. You have to find out, like, okay, do I wake up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym before I go to work, or can I make a schedule and go after work? Um, you can't. Just go and relax and go have coffee for two hours a day with some, some of your friends and catch up and everything. So when you transition to the workforce, just life completely changes in front of you. You have much more obligation to do well at your job. You have to find a way to keep re- building relationships with your, <clears throat> with your friends and family that you already have and then building new relationships with people at work and then people within the workforce. And then as well as just making sure you have enough time to do things that you enjoy, but also things that are going to really help you, um, you know, excel at your career. Um, so if you, you know, kind of like, you know, in college, you know, they have the the freshman forgiveness of you go into college and you struggle at, you know, your first year of college and you get like a 2.0, or you just kind of don't do well in classes because you're not used to having that much free time. And then they do freshman forgiveness is what they call it. A lot of colleges, when you go into the workforce, there's really no such thing as, you know, first year forgiveness or, you know, Hey, it's okay. Like you didn't, you know, you didn't really adjust to the workforce too well. Let's kind of bring you along. It's Everyone is hungry. Everyone's competing for those, you know, better positions, better paying jobs, um, doing more and just helping more people within the workforce. And if you make that transition easier and you're used to doing that in college and having a set schedule and better preparing yourself for moving to the workforce, you're just going to you know, accelerate much faster than your colleagues and other people within the workforce. It's going to only set you up for success later. So I say, like, work hard in the beginning and, you know, get a good foundation and set things early. And then it's only going to set you up for success in the years to come, um, where then, you know, over time, you hopefully you, you know, have a good job and then you can relax a little bit more with your family and then go do things that you do like to do. Um, but that, that's kind of the key of, you know, college students really don't they have a hard time adjusting of coming out of college and going into the workforce. And I've experienced it firsthand. I've, I'm three, four years removed from college, but we hire new college students all the time at my job. And it's so interesting to see how they can't really transition. They're like, oh, I was out until 2 a.m. last night, but I had to come into work at 8, and I had a zero productive day. Um, and people are just like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I have to go – not used to working out at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, but now I have to instead of, you know, during the day.
0: What, what about some of the aspects of the startup culture that, you know, can be um... – almost the opposite in some respects. Uh, you know, I mean, I've been spent enough time in San Francisco back when I worked for, uh, you know, The Next Web and Cult of Mac. And I've seen some of the culture there where uh, you're almost working, you're spending 18 hours of your day around the people you work with. And I know the benefits of doing that when you're, I mean, you're working on a startup right now. So I mean, so I, I get that. But how do you, how do you, do you help people, um, especially those that are, again, they're just transitioned out, And, and they're, they're, they're trying to find their way. Do you help them kind of strike some harmony between that? Because yeah, you don't want to be that the, 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 you know, the kid that's out till two in the morning and then being back at the office at seven uh, partying, but you also don't want to be the person that's spending, you know, necessarily 18 hours a day at the office, you know, seven days a week. So how do you, how do you help them with that kind of balance?
1: Yeah. So I'll, I'll preface this with, so VistaList is a startup that I, I do run. Um, but mm-hmm. then also I work at a startup. Ah. So my, my full-time job is a startup job. And then my, you know, my nighttime weekend job is actually VistaList. So, so I'm kind of like working so you, within
0: two startups. So you're start <laughs> you're starting up all over the place, really?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, you know, one has a little bit more, you yeah. know, money and more established than the other. Um, obviously, but I do, I give 110% at my day job. Um, and then I give, you know, 110% at business as well. So it's really hard to find that balance of, yeah, you go into work and you, you never know in a startup, if you're going to be there for eight hours, because it's a light day or like something, a fire comes up and you have to be there for 12, 13, 14 hours. And you just, your whole entire schedule just goes crazy. Um, so what I, what I did, um, right out of college and when I, when I joined a startup was set precedents, um, that people know that I always come in at a certain time and I always leave at a certain time and I'm willing to work you know, after hours to get other things done. But I set the precedence of, hey, I come in at 730 every day, but then I leave at six every day because I want to go home, hang out with my significant other, um, have dinner, but then I w- I'm ready to work after. And, you know, once you build that in the beginning, people understand that is your schedule and they will help adjust you to that. And there's always caveats to that of, you know, there's a fire at 530 p.m. You can't go home until 10 p.m. because you need to get this fixed. But you set precedence. And then, I work out during the day. Typically, Um, I'll do like a short little workout in the morning. I wake up at five, do a little workout, but then at 1130 every single day, when everyone goes to lunch, I go to the gym and everyone knows that. So they know not to bug me between 1130 and 1230, because that is my gym time Monday through Friday. So coming in, you you don't want to be the guy that, you know, sets bad precedents, but you like set precedents of like, these are the things that I do and that I need to get done in my life because they are very important to me. You know, exercising every day for me is extremely important. I can't get through a day without doing it. And then having dinner with my girlfriend every day is extremely important to me because it makes her happy, makes me happy, and then keeps me sane. So you set precedence of doing those things, and then over time, your colleagues just understand that's what you are, and they'll help. They'll if you have good colleagues, these people that you work with all the time, and great people that you work around, they will work with you, and they'll they'll understand what that is. But you know, push comes to shove, maybe you do have to stay until 8 p.m. But you you know, show that you're willing to do that, but set that precedence.
0: So boundaries. Let's talk about boundaries. And 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 I want to dive into this uh this idea of, of Vista list because uh you know it's something that that I find you know interesting. I'm always big on on apps and stuff like that. I've been again having worked in that space. So um do you find that again with precedence, I, I kind of equate that to boundaries? And and I think that there's there's definitely some similarities there. But how do you how do you know? you know, and I think that this is something that that we see a lot when, when, you know, younger people are entering the workforce is that they're entering the workforce and then they're also working alongside people who've been in the workforce for a while. So how do you know your boundaries with them? Like, you don't, I mean, do you want to be that hotshot that comes in and says, oh, look at me, I'm a, you know, I mean, I'm I'm a go-getter and ego kind of gets in the way a little bit or, or insecurity becomes a form of ego. Like, do you help people with that kind of transition as well? Because, you know, the, the idea of impressing when you get out of college is something that I'm sure comes, you know, is is something Mm -hmm. that you want to have happen, but there's also a fine line between being someone who you want to impress and someone who becomes overbearing and maybe becomes a bit of a, of a, um, I wouldn't say a, a poison, but, but, uh, struggles within the culture of the company because they're, they're, you know, they're not, they're not necessarily buying into what's going on in the, in the culture already. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to, to answer that in, in the best way, I think. I think, so what you want to, as you said, you want to, you want to be this, I would say, you know, hotshot, you want to, you want to show that you're a hard worker and that you can get things done. And what I've personally done, what I tell people is that, you know, you, there's a finite time at work and what you find a lot of younger people do, I will say millennials, I, am, you know, I wouldn't say unfortunately, but I am wanting just because due to my age, but, people go into they're used to being on social media and doing all these like just you know surfing the internet like reading all the news what's hot what's new like what's you know what's jake doing um this weekend like all this stuff you know checking on instagram facebook and all that stuff where when you're early in your in your workforce then you get people of, like oh man like i actually have to get this work done i just spent the past like 30 minutes on facebook like scrolling and fi- like looking at my news feed or same thing with instagram and like then you just then you start like working longer because you're you're not being productive at work um Mm -hmm. whereas what i tell like personally i don't use social media at all the only thing i use social media for is actually vista list um because it is such a distraction and there are more important things in my life than seeing what jake is doing this weekend personally but you find a lot of young people needing to have that satisfaction of like telling people what they're doing at work that day like what they're eating for lunch and all this stuff and yeah, maybe it only takes like four minutes to post a picture to Facebook, but it's four minutes, three times a day. And then you go look through your newsfeed five times. And then you set this, this idea in your, in your boss's mind of like, Oh my God, this guy's working like 12 hours, a 12 hours, um, 12 hours a day. And like, that's awesome. He's working late, but it comes down to, it, it like, are you getting the actual work done? Are you getting it work done with the work done on time? Which is, you know, sometimes you are, cause you have to work the extra 12 or, you know, the extra three, four hours a day. But you could have that three or four hours back if you're more productive in the workplace, and then you can have that time to yourself to go work out, go hang out with friends, and do other more important things. Whereas, I tell all these all these college students and all these these new grads of, don't worry about social media, don't worry about what your friends are doing during the workday. Worry about them at seven o'clock at night when you're just hanging out, uh, doing whatever before bed, because it just it just creates this mentality of you just you have to know every minute of what what's going on that isn't related to your job and. Mm. I don't know if this is like answering your question very well, Um, but when you kind of on this sentence, the the topic that you brought up of just showing that you do hard work, I think, you know, hard work is there's like two parts to it. It's like working long, but it's also it's not work. It's working long, but working really smart.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and, and 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 I think when you show when you've got someone that comes into a place, especially when they're a go getter, that that working hard and working smart, you like you said, those lines can get blurred, but also when you're coming into that culture and there's other people that have already been in there for a while that are, they have their own way of working that it can be a bit of a a shock to the system for, for everybody. So uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that, that you probably have to watch out for. But one of the things that I want to also address is you go into colleges, you see this stuff. I mean, you, the way the education system is kind of designed that I see, and I've got two young kids is that time management isn't really something that you're taught in school at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've done enough interviews with people early on, uh, I mean, earlier in the podcast history, where you know they say, "Hey, these are the kind of things that are you know executive functioning skills that should be taught." You know, when the brain is at its most plastic. You know, like we're talking grade mm-hmm. four, grade five, grade six, not when they're a, you know a freshman in college, not even even when they get to high school. It's all, they've already got the they're already kind of hardwired into mm-hmm. operating a certain way. So. I mean, obviously, I think I'm answering I'm I'm kind of baiting you with this. But do (laughs) you you think that this is just a college real world issue or or does it it start even earlier than that? And then what can like are you thinking about going even further back into like high schools and stuff to help people with this transition? Or do you feel that uh, like why college in particular? Is it because it's just so close to the time where they're going to transition out? Or do you find that that's where you've got the most access
1: yeah. So I would say that the reason is the most access to college students. I, I'm still really close to a lot of my professors and people that I went to, you know, alumni and everything. I'm really close. So it's like an easy, I would say market to kind of tap into and, and really help out. But I, I do agree with you. It's time management is, is time management, productivity, all these things, these skills are not taught early enough in in someone's career, um, like, like schooling career, right? Like at fourth, fifth grade, you know, you don't really have much going on, but it's a grade of like, hey, understand that like, as you get older, time gets less and less, and you have to basically pick and choose what you want to get done. And then how you can you best manage that time to get the, you know, the most out of that time. And the, I think the big transition is, but there, there is a transition when you go from high school to college, because high school, <clears throat> you know, you start at 8am and then you have to go to class until two or 3pm. And then you have like kind of the afternoon there where that, you know, three, 3pm 3 to 11pm is a, a large gap of time where, you know, you, and you're, you're said that like hey, this homework assignment is due tomorrow. You never really have an experience. I've been out of high school for a little bit, but it was always like, hey, math problems are due tomorrow. Um, English, you know, paragraph is due tomorrow. Bio lab is due tomorrow or Wednesday. So you always have these like things of one or two days that you get to get them done. And then you're like, okay, well, I have to get it done. So like, I have to get it done within the next day versus when you move to college, hey, you have this English paper. It's due at the end of the semester. It's the first week of the semester. This is what you have to do, and it's it's kind of mind blowing. Of like when I went to college, I was like, "What do you mean I have eight weeks to get a paper done? I used to have a week to get a paper done um, in high school." Or what do you mean I have you know the entire week to do fifty math problems? I used to do fifty math problems a night, and then you find yourself like, "Oh well, I used to do it the night before because that's what I did in high school, and well, I'm just gonna do it the night before." (laughs) Then you're just like,
0: you get it it gets. it up to and, and it's almost as if then when you get into the real world, that you're back to what you used to do in school where you only had a week to get something done or had to be done by the next day. You know I mean? Especially exactly. in, especially in a, in a startup culture. I mean, I've seen this all the time where, I mean, look at the culture of email. I mean, you got to respond right away. Like it's all about urgency. Whereas college, you're right. It's, 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 I mean, it, it, you do have that, that they they expect you to manage your time and manage your priorities around your schedule. And you've got a lot of freedom. You I mean, but, but it is it's that it's almost like it's that gap, and it's a very unusual gap between high school, grade school, all that stuff where it's like, yeah, you got homework, you got to do it tonight because tomorrow's when it's due versus college where like you said, you've got an entire semester, you got an entire term yep. to get it done and and think about thesis right like think about a thesis you got, <laughs> yeah, you know five years exactly <laughs> so it's 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 almost um you know it's it's kind of bass backwards in a lot of ways because you'd think that um uh you know uh it would you'd think that when you get to the workforce that 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 would continue that you'd be able to say hey here's an assignment uh we don't need it right away but um be sure to get it to us in the next few weeks no you're often like hey this is due by this this is due by next week and you've yep. you've you've spent four or five years or longer depending on what you've been doing out of that mindset so it it's it's a very tricky spot. Now, luckily, and this is where we do the nice little shift over to VistaList, you've got something that um, you put together that can kind of balance that that idea of urgency versus importance in a lot of ways with VistaList. Can you talk a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So in short, VistaList is a to-do list application that replaces due dates with countdown timers. Um, so, so often without, you know, within college and my career, it's, Hey, this is due, you know, September 10th and it is August you know, 20th. And you're like, Oh, okay, well that seems like a, like a long time away. And then September 3rd comes around. It's like, Oh, it's due September 10th. You're like, Oh, how far is that away? Like, I, I can't, like, you know, no one really knows, like no one knows that date too much. Right. But if you see in your face every single day that, Hey, this is due in seven days, three hours, and two minutes. And you see that like timer just ticking away, you get that sense of urgency. You're like, oh wow, I really like there's only seven days to do this. I thought I was gonna have, I thought like September 10th was in two weeks, but actually, actually it's only a week. And it's it's really been helping college we've, you know, we're kind of like testing and a lot of college students are using it and everything. And they've like transitioned to Vistalist for their longer-term projects, not as much of their short-term projects, but like for their labs for Um, papers and for exams and everything where they will set up a set up a let's say an exam right they say I have a bio exam in two weeks and these are all the things that I want to get accomplished so I can study for my bio exam I want to read chapter five I want to do chapter five problems I want to take the practice practice exam and you set all these due dates and then it shows it just ticking away right in front of you and you're just like oh man I got to make sure I get this done Um, and then it's so it's been really helpful with this for college students for Vistalis, but even in the professional world I I mean I have stuff that's like oh hey we need these we need these like files out within the next like three weeks I'm like oh yeah no problem and then two and a half weeks roll around I'm like oh wait I have to get this done I've been procrastinating on it so much so this list is like really helping put for me and another a lot of our customers is put like act, put time in perspective um, that's kind of what. What I've been saying is like, you know, instead of just looking at a due date, I actually put time in perspective so you can better plan and better optimize your your schedule and your time.
0: Well, and we see this all the time with with special offers and email marketing and stuff like this. Exactly. Starts with, and it really does create like this sense of I better get on this right away. People are going to take advantage of it. I think that there's some real value here, especially like you said, with 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 long term projects like, you know, here are the steps that we need to take with relates relates to, you know, like a launch or a project or a book. Or, um, you know, even things like taxes, right? Like the day that the tax deadline is due, you say to yourself, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to put down that it's 365 days till till taxes are due. And you see that in your face every day. It reminds you that, hey, this is something that is important. And, and if it gets to the point where it's urgent, that, then then the likelihood of you doing a really great job with it. Um, is going to be challenging and i love the 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 progress bar stuff too right like the idea of and the headings and all that stuff so you've, there's a lot of um really great stuff that's gone into. And that's ios only correct mm-hmm. so, yeah
1: so yeah go on i'm sorry go so, on so
0: no android yet cuz we do have some people who love the android stuff
1: mm-hmm. yeah so we're, we're ios right now and we are in the we're working on a uh, well, web app actually so you can go to www.visalist.co sign into your you know sign with your email and password or facebook whatever it may be and then you can just use the VistaList web application, which has a lot it's gonna have like awesome features. Um, the biggest thing that I'm that I've like kind of struggled with is like how do I integrate Vistalist into my calendar so mm. I can like see see it on both sides. So we're doing this really awesome thing of integrating with Google Calendar and Outlook Calendar. So when you create a when you create a you know new task in VistaList, you can actually have the option of sending it over to your Google Calendar as well and say, Oh, I can actually see it in my weekend calendar um, for kind of reminders and everything like that. So that's there's a lot of other features and we can go into more detail but that is that is by far my favorite feature that i think you know we've gotten a lot of requests from our customers for something like that and i've been requesting to have that as well and i'm really excited for that to get built out and you know we'll be we'll be in beta testing here in the next like few weeks so if you have anyone that's interested like please sign up we love Customer feedback, because customers are what make our products just amazing.
0: And the great thing about um, listening to to the show now is that um, it's still in the early stages. No matter when you listen to this, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the great thing about technology, and and the and the challenging thing, as I remember when I you know used to write a lot more about apps, is that you have to update things constantly. So if you want to check out and see what VistaList is doing, head to VistaList. Co. And you could check out uh, how how progress has been made since we recorded this, as well as, you know, since, you know, the date that you actually listen to this versus the date that it is now. So um, but I love the design. I love the way it looks. And and it's very it's different. See, what I like about apps like this and what I like about approaches like this is that it is different than what el- what anything else that I've seen that's out there. It does. You know, the idea of counting things down versus just having a, date, a static date there, it does create creates motion and motion and movement creates action, right? Whereas static, something just sitting there static, it, it doesn't, it sometimes, it, you know, it can, but it doesn't um, incite um, execution nearly as well as, as something like this. So I think that if you haven't committed yourself to anything already, or even if you have, and I'm a big believer in uh, using tools intentionally. So whether you use, um, you know, or you've already got a really robust task app, uh, if you just want to get started with one one project with VistaList or any app for that matter, um, as long as you use it intentionally, like so, for example, if you want to use it for a particular project and it's got some time sensitivity to it, I think that's a great place to start with it. How did you wh- what what was the impetus? Um, I'll ask you two questions really quickly as, mm-hmm. as we close wrap. What was the impetus for you? You know, uh, getting VistaList off the ground, and secondly, what was the first pro- what was the first project? That you put in there are the first set of tasks that you, that you, you had that aha moment with where you're like, yes, this is exactly what, what I, what I've been waiting for.
1: Yeah. So two great questions. The first one is, so my, my co-founder Jordan and I were, we, we went to college together and we've always been like working on like little apps and like stuff like that back and forth and everything. And we kind of finished up our last one that was, it didn't go as well as we wanted to, but it, you know, it was a great learning experience. And we're like, what can we build next? Like, we just love building things on the side because it gives us great experience. We want to help people. We just want to create like cool things. And I was driving home with my girlfriend one day, and I was like, oh, like I, she's like, you always like complain about your uh, to do list. Like, you never like the ones that you use. They're always there's always like some shortcomings. I'm like, oh, you're right. She's like, what if you just like use countdowns? Like, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? I was like, wow, yeah, countdown timers could be super interesting. So. I just like started to do like a little bit more research on it, um, seeing like if there if there was an app out there that already did this, or if people are like interested in this. So I would reach out to people on Reddit, reach out to people on Quora, and be like, hey, like what do you think about this? And they're like, oh, that's like a really interesting approach. Like that would be really cool. So I called Jordan. I'm like, this is what we're doing. Let's build it. Let's uh let's let's just get some bare bones things out there, the basic to do list functionality, and see what see what people think. You know, we don't need to build out like a Todoist or an Evernote or anything like that. Like we are a team of two, we can't really do that, but let's build something that's going to be that customers can use and give us great feedback. Um, so, you know, that was that whole process. And when, when Jordan gave me the, when we had the alpha ready, it was, you know, I'm you know, I was able to test it on my phone. And at that time I was like in the midst of like a lot of stuff in my actual, my day job. And I had this, two week period to get these like files out so they can be, you know, they need to process the files and everything. And I set up my whole entire project in there. I'm like, I, to get these files out, I need to do these 10 things. And I need to do these 10 things by this date. And literally this time, because I was working with people in China. So It was very time sensitive stuff. If you don't get something to them by, you know, you know uh, 10 PM, they're not going to be able to work on it until the next day or something. And I would just every day, every like couple hours, I'd open up vistalist and I was like, this, this is awesome. Like, I almost forgot that I had to do this today. Like I only have 45 minutes to get this done. Like I had a better haul and, and get this done. So I was like, this is, I think people are really going to love this. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, we released out to like our beta, beta customers. And we had a, we had a solid group of people using this and providing really, really good feedback, um, just about the usage and like how they're using it and started doing some customer interviews. And I was like, this is, you know, this is, this is a problem because there's nothing like this in the marketplace and people just don't react or aren't motivated by due dates and but if you look at crossing a street you, you look at a crosswalk right mm-hmm. if you if you see it's, it's counting down and it, the the lower you know it's counting down right in front of you and then you're like oh i can get across let me just run faster it's kind of the same thing like yeah. you, you, there's a sense of urgency of am i gonna be able to cross this street in time or i'm gonna have to wait and then it's am i gonna get this task done in time or this project done in time because if i don't get it done i'm either gonna get a uh, late grade on my turn-in or I'm, my boss isn't going to be happy with my results.
0: No, it, it's it's a it's a really great way to approach it. And, uh, you know, Sh- Sean, I've had a great time chatting with you here today and learning not just about VistaList, but also about, you know, how you've helped college students and how you continue to help them transition into the workforce. Where can people find you and your work online? Yeah, so you can,
1: VistaList is the, is the main website, so you can go to VistaList.co. Um, we have like our Twitter or Facebook handles and everything from there. Um, personally, I have a Medium blog post. So if you go to medium.com slash Sean um you can find like I, I I haven't been blogging as much lately. I've been doing a lot more for Vistilist, but I do do some personal blog stuff there and be working on some stuff. Um, and then you can find me on LinkedIn, as always, and, and see, what, uh, see what I'm up to. Awesome. Sean,
0: thanks for joining me today. I had a great time. All right. Thanks, Mike, so much. Thanks to Sean for joining me on the show today. I had a great time talking with him. We also recorded a bonus episode that's exclusive to Patreon supporters where we talk about fear. And the motivating factor of fear and and all that stuff and how it relates to productivity and even his tool Vista list. So if you want to get more on that, you need to become a patron. If you're already a patron, great. Thank you so much for your support. But if you're not, you can head over to patreon.com slash productivityist and contribute anything from a dollar all the way up to the $50 or more mark. There's perks and everything included. There's also a patrons-only Slack community where we have lots of discussions going on. You even get a sneak peek from time to time as to what episodes are forthcoming lots in there. So again, if you want to support the show in a monetary fashion, patreon.com slash productivityist and you can do so there if you can't do that or or aren't willing to and that's cool i'd love it if you gave the show a rating or review in itunes or wherever you're listening to the show it helps other people find the show and also the feedback is something that i pay attention to so that i can make the show better because that's always the goal is to get better and better because that's that's really what we're trying to do here big thanks to john polster for producing the show this week as always and thanks to all of you for listening until next time, I am Mike Bardy, the host of the Productivityist podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.